I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson, and it goes to Corey Davis. Crowder trying to get him out of space, slopes a tackle, and there he goes! Crowder! It's a foot race, and Crowder is in there! A 69-yard touchdown. He'll hit immediately. He got the handoff, From the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And we're going to talk a little film and break down the keys to the game for tomorrow. Jets and Falcons in London, England with our man who is, of course, the co-host of Play Like a Jet Live on U Stadium with Clayton Smarslock Wednesday nights. Also, the one who does all the film breakdowns on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel, Mr. Luke Grant, the thunder from down under. Luke, what's going on, buddy? Not too much, Scott. Just uh, grinding away, looking forward to London week, uh, getting up at 12.30 a.m. <laughs> instead of 4 a.m., so I don't know if that's better or worse. And uh, pretty happy for JFM, too, so it's been a, a pretty good week for Jets fans between that and then watching Jamal Adams last night. It doesn't get much better, I don't think. <laughs> it's funny that you brought up getting up at 12.30 a.m. because everybody here on the East Coast is complaining that they have to get up too early, and I would imagine similar complaint if you're on the West Coast and want to watch the game. But you're basically going to either have to stay up really late or set the alarm clock for super early. It's a strange time to be watching a football game, but when you do watch it, you're going to be seeing a defensive line and a front seven that has been one of the best in the league at getting to the quarterback. Nothing you ever would have expected, especially with Carl Lawson out 
But Bryce Huff has been killing it. Quentin Williams, Quincy Williams, John Franklin Myers, who you just hinted at before. He just signed a four-year, $55 million deal, $30 million guaranteed. If you work out the numbers, it's really a two-year deal glorified because after the first two years, the Jets can get out of it with minimal penalty. So at 25 years old, unless he gets badly hurt or is just terrible for some reason the next two years, it shouldn't be that bad of a deal even if he regresses a little bit. Glad to see him back in the fold because the way that this front seven has worked with him and with Quinn and Williams and those boys up front, it's been nasty so far. You made a great video over on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel, which I encourage people to watch. And we've got a brand new shirt up also as well at tpublic.com. That's T-E-E public.com, the Play Like a Jet store. It's a Quinn and Williams John Franklin Myers shirt in honor of the John Franklin Myers contract and how well both he and Quinn and Williams are playing. It's the Bless You Thank You shirt with some fantastic work by your other half, Luke, Alex. She does some great artwork. You can catch her on Instagram at underscore can I be frank. So with all of that talk of John Franklin Myers, let's now pivot to the video. Talk about what you saw when you looked at the All-22 film here of the front seven and the damage they've been doing against opposing quarterbacks. They were just so dynamic, Scott. And look, it's easy to look at the box score and say seven sacks. They got after Ryan Tannehill all game, but it was just the way in which they did it. I want to start with a guy who you mentioned, but a lot of Jets fans probably gloss over, and that's Bryce Hall because, sorry, Bryce Huff, excuse me, uh, because John Franklin Myers just got the huge contract, well-deserved, awesome for JFM. Quinn and Williams, we both love. Bryce Huff is playing like a top 10, 10 edge in the NFL right now. And I don't think I'm being you know overly dramatic or hyperbolic in saying that. If you watched his tape, he hit the quarterback six times on the weekend. He had two sacks and then also downed Ryan Tannehill with the botched snap. So really he got pretty close to having three sacks, but it's the way in which he's winning with speed around the edge with dip. The comparison I kept making is it looks like Brian Burns. It really does. And this is such an exciting thing for Jets fans to find that diamond in the rough as an undrafted free agent. He's been phenomenal. And then Scott, outside of that, I was so impressed with the team defense up front. So many times you see, you know, sacks are the work of one individual. No, multiple times the Jets run fantastic stunts and Quinn and Williams moved Tannehill off the spot because Sheldon Rankins ran a great lead and then JFM was able to clean up. There were so many instances like that. So it was phenomenal to watch. Robert Sala really is the master and this wide nine scheme is doing fantastic things for the Jets front. And I'm just excited to watch them again. And this week against a poor offensive line with an immobile quarterback, I think they're going to eat once again. The other video you made this week on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel, Luke, is an all-22 look at the busted play genius of Zach Wilson. Whenever the play broke down and he was off structure, he was just absolutely on fire against the Tennessee Titans this past Sunday. Talk us through that one. Look, you, it's the broken play, Scott. It was the return of BYU Zach Wilson. It's something that I kept saying it's as if the first few weeks he's thought to himself, I've got to please Mike LaFleur. I have to win from inside the pocket. My coaches are asking me to do this. I have to play like an NFL quarterback. We saw him get back to breaking contain and just directing traffic and making some incredible throws. 
you know, whether it be the one to Keeling Cole down the sideline, the botch snap when he picked it up and still found Jamison Crowder. What was impressive about that play, he also changed the court, the line of scrimmage prior to that. And he referenced that in his press conference saying, well, I was pretty excited because I saw the look that he had crosses on both sides of the formation. They were in man coverage. I checked to the play. I must've got overly excited wanting to snap the football, but he's had command of the offense and I also showed in the video that it wasn't perfect. I'm not one of those Jets fans that's sitting here seeing everything through rose-colored glasses. I pointed out, you know, obviously the, the speed out on third and 10 that could have clinched the game, the ball to Ryan Griffin that would have, you know, finished the game in overtime. He had a couple of other misses, but all in all, it was a huge step forward. And Jets fans have been craving this because it's been a miserable start to the season. And against the Patriots, the whole team played well and Zach Wilson really struggled. It was fantastic to see him be a talent multiplier and lift this team up. And uh, yeah, check it out. It was a really fun video to make and I think everyone will enjoy it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Luke, now let's pivot to the keys to this matchup coming up tomorrow in London. The Jets take on the Atlanta Falcons, and when they do, since we discussed Mr. Zach Wilson, we'll start with him. He's got to limit the turnovers. We want to see some big plays, keep that momentum rolling, but if he limits the turnovers, it's going to give the Falcons a lot less of an opportunity to do any kind of real damage. We had that one interception last week against the Titans. That wasn't what you wanted to see. I know Corey Davis fell down, but one interception the week before, two interceptions the week before that, four interceptions. So we're moving in the right direction here. Can he get to zero against the Atlanta Falcons? If he can, it bodes very well for the Jets. It's huge. I mentioned it. One of the other you know, preview videos we did with the keys to the game. If you win the turnover battle in the NFL, you win the football game 79% of the time. And the Jets are yet to get an interception, but Zach Wilson is getting better with controlling the football. And last week was a great example of that. He had 
four big time throws, throws that, you know, are upper echelon tight windows outside of structure, things you love to see. And then realistically, if you've been the interception, which I know Tim said he didn't like the read he went to, but the throw itself was still fine. So if you've been that, there was one throw I really didn't like, which could have been a turnover. He threw it to the right, sorry, the left flat to Jamison Crowder, and it could have been picked by like three people. Um, but he's getting better. He's trending in the right direction. And I just don't think this Atlanta Falcons defense can stop us if we don't turn it over, we don't give them short fields, and we don't make our defense play 100 snaps like we did against the Tennessee Titans. Speaking of things the offense needs to do, they've got to stop one of the best defensive linemen in the league, Grady Jarrett. He's going to probably be going up against Greg Van Roten and Connor McGovern. I would hope Mike LaFleur finds ways to give McGovern and Greg Van Roten some help because I don't really like that matchup very much. I don't think anybody on the Jets' side of the ledger should, but if they can at least limit the damage Grady Jarrett can do, it'll help a lot. Yeah, and people shouldn't look at the box score too much when they look at Grady Jarrett. He's still you know, an elite talent in the defensive tackle position, and he started the season really well despite only having the one sack. You mentioned hoping to give them help, man. They could both double-team Grady Jarrett on every play, and I'd still be concerned the way those two have played. Connor McGovern was great against New England, but outside of that, look, they've just been giving up pressure after pressure. The good thing for the Jets is that I don't think there's going to be many coverage sacks. Wilson should be able to get the ball out of his hands quickly. The Falcons' corners have really struggled. But, man, you have to make sure you don't let him cause too much disruption with interior pressure. Again, boating well for the Jets. Falcons don't have an elite edge rusher. They have Dante Fowler, the guy who's been linked to the Jets 8,000 times over the last three or four years. But really, if they can just find a way to slow Grady Jarrett, don't even stop him. Just make sure you give Zach Wilson a chance. And the last thing I'll say, Scott, that does work in Zach Wilson's favor is if he can get away from Grady Jarrett, that means he's breaking contained. It's not like having an edge screaming around the corner and you have to step up and have nowhere to go. At least he'll have an opportunity to bail. We may see some of those more outside of structure plays. Defensively, there are two players that the Jets really have to key in on here. Kyle Pitts is one of them. He hasn't broken out yet as a rookie tight end. Picked fourth in the draft. Very high expectations for him. And there's going to be even higher expectations because Gage and Ridley are out in this game. So you would assume they're going to try and target him. The Jets have done a very good job of shutting down opposing tight ends. So far, the best performance by a tight end against the Jets was Hunter Henry, who had two catches for 42 yards. So if that's the worst of it for the Jets, then Kyle Pitts is facing a very tough challenge here. Some people in the fantasy football community have said that if Kyle Pitts doesn't step up against this Jets defense, he never will. I find it interesting that they're saying that when A, the Jets are clearly going to key in on him, and B, they've done very well against tight ends this season. The other one that the Jets have to really key in on is Corderell Patterson, a high first-round pick from a bunch of years ago, kind of a disappointing career. He's done well mostly on special teams, but this year he's had the best year of his career so far, really being productive in Atlanta's offense under Arthur Smith. So those two guys, if the Jets can stop them, I can't really see how Atlanta is going to get many points. That is going to be what Robert Sala and Jeff Ulbrich have to focus on first and foremost in this game tomorrow. Who would have thought, Scott, after four weeks of the NFL season, we'd be sitting here going, man, I'm not sure they're going to be able to score many points on the New York Jets. Like, it's an <laughs> incredible storyline how well this unit's played. And you're right. I mean, 
I'm going to start with Cordero Patterson because he scares me the most from a matchup perspective. With a tight end, you can press them. You can do different things at the line of scrimmage. You can bracket them. It's a lot easier to contain. With Cordero Patterson, man, he's just a chess piece. You can move him all over the board and all over the field. You might get him out wide and have a... Um, a fade in the end zone to the corner of the end zone and he can go up and moss somebody. You may have him in the backfield and that's what scares me. When they put him in the backfield and Arthur Smith gets creative with him, who have we really struggled against? James White, Christian McCaffrey, even in the screen game last week, he he really does scare me because our linebackers as well as they've played, Quincy Williams is not a coverage linebacker. He doesn't keep his head up long enough when he's in coverage. He, you know, We saw him put on a couple of monster hits, but I just don't think he's that good a football player and he's not a very good matchup for Patterson, who's an elite athlete. CJ Mosley's not a man-to-man type linebacker. You know, We saw him struggle with CMC a little bit, so... He's a matchup nightmare for the Jets. But yeah, with Kyle Pitts, it's going to be interesting because he struggled. The Jets have done really well against tight ends, like you mentioned. But I'll preface that by saying that in three of the four games, Marcus May played a big part in you know them slowing down the tight ends. And obviously he isn't there. But I thought Neesman played really well in his first action. Davis got his feet wet. So the Jets have enough depth at safety. I think they'll find a way to manage and contain Kyle Pitts. But unbelievably in year like 10 or 11 of his career, it's the breakout of Cordero Patterson and he's the guys the Jets really need to worry about. And the Jets will have to worry about him a lot less if they can get some real heat on Matt Ryan, which they should be able to do because the Falcons offensive line has been really bad in pass protection. As we know, Jets fourth in the NFL in sacks. We talked about John Franklin Myers and Quinnen Williams. We talked about Bryce Huff. So they've been getting heat on the quarterback here. If they can take advantage of a subpar Atlanta Falcons offensive line, could make things very rough for Matt Ryan and therefore nullify any potential damage that Kyle Pitts and Corderell Patterson could possibly do. It's a fantastic matchup because you've got the Jets who are a top five defensive line in far as pressures and sacks, which is you know pretty unbelievable, as you said, without Carl Lawson. And then the Falcons, if you look at ESPN's uh, successful block rate, which I'm not huge on ESPN analytics, I don't think they're fantastic, but the Falcons are sitting in like 26th position as far as O-line play in the passing game. So on paper, you think it's going to be a fantastic matchup. I think the Jets should be able to overpower them. And as I mentioned, getting Matt Ryan off his spot is scary for the Falcons because he's not someone who can really dominate or excel outside of structure like Zach Wilson or even Ryan Tannehill could last week. So if the Jets are successful in bringing pressure with four, it's going to make it so hard for him without Gage, uh, also without Calvin Ridley, because then you don't have guys getting open quickly. You've got pressure in your face, and there's also seven guys in coverage. Could be a really long day for Matt Ryan. That's what I'm hoping. Fingers crossed we get a, a similar result to the last time we played in London against the Dolphins, where really from start to finish, the Jets played a really nice brand of football, and it's going to start and finish with this defensive line because they control the game. Favorable matchup. The most talent on the team is in this unit, and I'm excited to watch those guys eat again. Offensively, the Jets played by far their best game of the season this past Sunday against the Tennessee Titans. And I don't think it's a coincidence that it was the first game of the season that Jamison Crowder played. He led the team in receptions, and it just seemed like he helped breathe some life into a very stale offense. Zach Wilson being able to find him on third downs and in man coverage, especially with Isaiah Oliver out, seems like a matchup that the Jets should be able to exploit. 
That's one thing that we need to watch for tomorrow because if Wilson can take advantage of that mismatch, that should help the offense start to gel and start to pick up some momentum, and then it can help set up some deeper shots, perhaps like we saw this past Sunday against Tennessee with Corey Davis and Keelan Cole. I want to echo, first of all, what you said, Scott, about Jamison Crowder because when you think about the big plays in that game against Tennessee offensively, you think about the off-structure ones we've already mentioned when we talked about the Zach Wilson video. But for me, three of the biggest plays of the game were Jamison Crowder getting open against man coverage and getting the first down because that's what the Jets haven't been able to do. We saw Denver, who's a cover two defense, say, no, we're going to play cover one man because they knew the Jets receivers couldn't beat man. But Jamison Crowder came in and what did he do on that play? I talked with the botch snap. He beat his man on the crossing route. He gets the first down in the red zone, runs a little option route to the pylon, hits him, gets open against man coverage. And then to ice the game in that OT drive, third and four pressures on Zach Wilson. He finds him in the flat on the right-hand side of the formation. That's Jamison Crowder. And that's why he's so important. You mentioned the Falcons being without their top slot. Heck, they might be without their top two. Uh, You've seen Oliver play a really good style of football this year. I think he's grading out in the mid seventies for PFF. He's been their best defender outside of Grady Jarrett. So it's a great matchup for the Jets, somewhere they can exploit. And I'm also intrigued to see how they work Elijah Moore back in, who's on track to play, because he had about 65 to 70% of snaps on the outside originally. I can't see that changing too much with Crowder now in the slot. So looking forward to seeing it. Hopefully it leads to more 11 personnel, Scott. For those who don't know, 11 personnel, three receivers, one tight end, one running back. Last week, the Jets played 46% 12 personnel, which was the most in the NFL. Tyler Croft's out this week. Elijah Moore's back. Hopefully we'll get a swing back towards three receivers because even though he scored a lot of points, I didn't love the offensive game plan. I thought it was good. It was a step forward, but there's still room for growth for sure. Luke, any other keys to the game that you think we missed? Uh, Look, I want to see the tackles keep playing well. It's been really exciting that we haven't really mentioned the offensive tackle play since Mekhi Becton's been down because a lot of NFL franchises, when you lose your offensive pillar on the offensive line at left tackle, you really struggle. But we haven't been mentioning George Fant and Morgan Moses. And if we can continue that trend, I really think the Jets should win this. I know I picked the Jets last week. I bet on the Jets. But I feel even more confident this week. Uh, all around, I just think the matchups are favorable for the Jets, whether it be our O-line versus their D-line, receivers versus corners. I think there's a lot of things that are, are leaning in the Jets' favor. It's a young team coming off a win, traveling to London. That's probably the last thing I want to discuss is how are they going to handle this? Robert Sala's been over there before with Jacksonville, who's played in uh, Los, uh, sorry, Los Angeles, in London a few times. So I'm excited to see how this team embraces the challenge, embraces the travel, and how Zach Wilson can step up after a different travel because, you know, these athletes are creatures of habit. So I'm excited to see how they perform. Luke Grant, the Thunder from Down Under, creating YouTube videos for our YouTube channel, co-hosting Play Like a Jet Live Wednesday nights with Clayton Smarslock on U Stadium, and just an all-around asset to the country of Australia, and I'm not just saying that because he has a great collection of kangaroo memorabilia. Luke, thanks so much for coming on, as always. Really appreciate it. For those that haven't checked out your YouTube videos from this week yet, and also are thinking about purchasing a shirt at our store at tpublic.com, that's T-E-E public. The artwork was done by Alex, who lives with you. So why don't you talk a little bit about her artwork and the shirts that we have at the store and also the videos that people can check out on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. 
The shirts are incredible. You got to make sure you buy them, not just, you know, saying that as someone that's with Play Like a Jet and because Alex designed them, but honestly, they're just great concepts and great designs. The Zach Wilson pointing downfield one was awesome. It's really started to get some traction. So I want to see more of those in, at MetLife in a couple of weeks time. And then also the QW and, and JFM one is also just, it's just awesome. The artworks are, are really original and, and it's a really cool, uh, a cool to, to see my partner also helping us out here with Play Like a Jet. So uh, make sure you check her out on IG, as Scott said, underscore, can I be frank? And then for the YouTube, uh, just to clarify, this is not a home game for me. I'm not from London. I'm from Australia, as Scott mentioned. <laughs> uh, there seems to be some confusion there at times. But yeah, check out the videos. There's one coming up on Bryce Hall, just talking about his overall development as CB1. And then I'll do a preview video. And hopefully I get the prediction right on that one like I did the week before, because I'll definitely be taking the Jets. Make sure that you follow Luke on Twitter at LukeGrant7. Check out the YouTube videos on our YouTube channel and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Check out the shirts that we've got at tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the brand new Zach Says Go Long shirt. As Luke said, it's a design of Zach Wilson pointing downfield to Corey Davis before he threw the 50-plus yard touchdown pass. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinnen Williams, bless you, thank you shirt. The Zach the Ripper shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt. We're going to have more of them coming up over the next couple of weeks and months as well. So get yours now, tpublic, tee And give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com. Play Like a Jet.